Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. All right, awesome. Welcome, guys. We're getting all set up here. I've got my home skillet, Joey Wilder, with me. What's up, home skillet? What's going on, Mark? Great Did to you be ever here, use man. that kind of vernacular or language back in the day? Home skillet. Home skillet. I'm too old for you. <laughs> no, maybe. Maybe I did. I mean, I was a really odd kid, you know, growing up out in the countryside. Well, I, mean, I still am. I still am. I just put on the front now. Um, so I used all kinds of weird lingo growing up in Tennessee on a farm and saying things like y'all and ain't and I reckon. And obviously the the accent has gone. Today, we're going to be talking about something near and dear to my heart particularly, um, and that is how to release the pain. Uh, one of the things that pops up for guys that, you know, you come into the group or you listen to my podcast and you are in serious pain. And we, we really look at pain as a, as kind of a zero to 10, right? Scale, if you will. If you go to the doctor and the doctor says, you know, if I touch this on a, on a level of zero to 10 or one to 10, how 10 being the most extreme pain and one being like no pain, uh, where are you at on, on the numbers? And so, you know, a lot of times we'll talk to our clients and we'll, we'll look at it from that, from that perspective and we'll find out quickly that a lot of them are at an eight or nine um, when we, especially when we get on that first call with them where they're thinking about coming to work with us or they're just ready to give up, they're ready to stop trying to do this on their own. And they come to this place and they're like, fuck, man, I'm just ready to be over this shit. And, and so if you're in this place where you're experiencing a lot of pain and it doesn't have to be like excruciating to the point where you can't move. If you're a nine or 10, you're going to get something out of today. And if you're even like a four or five, you're still going to get something out of today because we're going to teach you some things that will help you process in probably a very different or unique way. No, we're good. In a unique or different way than probably ever before. And the reason for that is because our methods, our style of delivery from a client experience is, is unique. While we're going to give you some things that you might have heard before, the way we lay this out for you, I think is going to be super important and impactful. Wouldn't you say, Joey? Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited for this one. Cool. So, you know, you and I both work with guys in the programs. Um, you know, we have multiple programs right now. And particularly, let's talk about Thrive. The guys in there, when they come in specifically, what kind of pain and what kind of pain level are you noticing? Oh man, if I had to put it on a scale of one to 10, we've got a lot of seven, eights and nines. Um, and the reason I say seven, eights and nines is because the pain level 10, um, we don't bring a lot of those guys in just because simply if you're at that level of pain, you're just, you're not ready. You're not yeah. there yet. And hopefully today, if any of those guys are feeling like they're at pain level 10, we'll be able to give them some real-time tools to get you down to about a seven, eight, and nine, where you can actually organize the shit that's happening up here, 
the things that you're feeling here, the things that are causing anxiety, uh, ruining your sleep, loss of appetite, all the things that we hear hundreds and hundreds of times a week. Um, yeah, we get a lot of seven, eights, and nines, lots of high levels of pain. See, that's it's crazy you say that because like loss of appetite. I remember losing 20 pounds in a matter of three weeks mm-hmm. when I first found out my wife was having an affair. Um, I hear it all the time, guys. Guys are like, man, I've lost 40 pounds. I've lost 60 pounds. I'm like, I'm like going to the gym. I'm doing all these things. I'm like, dude, that's, that's amazing that you've lost weight Mm -hmm. and it's great, but you're probably doing it in an unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. Anybody that's losing 60 pounds in a month is probably not doing it in a healthy way. Or even my case, 20 pounds in three months or three weeks. And that was because I literally just wasn't eating. And instead of like, like, because I didn't, I didn't have the tools, I didn't have the coping mechanism for dealing with this pain. You know, I called people, I prayed, I, I tried stuff, but I didn't have like a method. I didn't have a a real solid base for how to do this and how to walk out an empowerment journey. And so I think that's why I love doing this with our clients and seeing the aha moments. Like we talk about some of the, you know, the, the, the letter to David and the broken promises and, and some of these exercises we do in the Thrive program. And it's like, you can just see the guys light up, right? Like they, they do that exercise and they all of a sudden they're like, holy shit. I had no idea this, that this thing was this deep inside of me. Because most of you are dealing with the, what we call the external pain. There's a difference there. And you've heard me say it before, internal, external pain, internal pain is the trauma you live with. External pain is the trauma that's happening to you. And there's a, there's a the key difference between those because the more you're focused on your external pain and, and you're not, you're not seeing how it's triggering the internal pain, which plays a story loop over and over and over again, that you're not worthy, you're rejected, you're not loved, that you're whatever. And so the, 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 the shit you're feeling is shame usually of rejection and it's all based on your ego. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say to a guy, it's like, Hey, if you're just coming in and hitting the she button, you're not in a place to actually, what I say, what I call cry for her, right? Like somebody that's in, like, she was in enough pain to make a decision to move away from you. And that then triggered you and caused pain inside of you. And it, and it goes even deeper because you have all this unresolved shit inside of you that you never dealt with. I had, I lost my dad at 15 years old. So the, so when she stepped away, when I found out there was an affair happening, that triggered so much stuff. I felt like I was dying all over again. Like I was that 15 year old boy losing his father, even though it was my wife. And many of you are hearing that and you might be going, Oh my God. Yeah. Like if you connect the dots on this pain and you start to see how deeply entrenched this stuff is, then you'll understand why we created the M3 method. You'll understand why we take our clients through these different exercises in our Thrive program specifically to help them get the healing they need. We literally have a phase in our program we call release the pain. And we're going to take you through a microcosm of that today. I'm excited about that. You got anything to say about that? No, I'm excited to take them through this as well, because uh, this is a legitimate practical process that you could apply like today. The second you end this call, you can apply it instantly. And they're tools that are commonly overlooked 
that we really hammer into guys because it's a pivotal part of the entire thing. It's a small detail that's actually a part of the bigger picture in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, and so it's, it's important to understand that there needs to be context around what it is we're talking about, right? And, and this is why we're very careful about the exercises or the tools that we give you because without context, if you do things out of sequence and not understanding the consequence or the, the, the context, you can actually do more damage than good, right? Like some guys come in and they're like, man, I just want to apologize to my wife. Teach me how to do an apology letter. And I'm like, bro, if we teach you how to do that now, it will be, it will be fucking wrong <laughs> because you will not have gone through the process it takes to get to the place where you can even begin to do any type of apology and owning your shit because you don't even believe you have shit to own. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's huge, right? Like, like I, like we see it all the time, especially with new guys that come in and they'll see some of the other guys assignments and they'll see how they own their shit with their wife. And like, Oh, I want to do that. And I'm like, bro, we got, we got to start you at day one. Yeah. Day one is this day one is articulating and understanding how you feel. And then we get into some of those other things. Um, mm-hmm. And it's that process that gets you there. Yeah. So dude, I want to get into this, to this method. Do you have anything else to say before we start getting into the actual practical side of this? No, let's do it. Cool. Again, this is like the first time we're ever actually teaching some of this. And so we're going to do our best to articulate it in a way that's powerful and that's encouraging and that hopefully will give you some real actual practical things. So we call this the M3 method and it stands for music, meditation, and movement. Music, meditation, and movement. And what we're going to do is we're going to build a platform that we're going to talk about things that you can be doing and how they build upon each other with all three and how each of them actually work. Music has a profound effect on the brain. Mm -hmm. Like literally music can move you to tears. It can make you laugh. Like it can help you remember things, right? Like we're always like, we're triggered by music. And so I'm gonna talk a little bit more about my journey, my process and the things that I did, especially um, when divorce was happening and I moved forward. Uh, I'm a old school DJ, meaning like I used to use turntables and I had a mixer and turntables and I had records and I used to spin in clubs. And that was, that was what I did when I was 17, 16, 17 years old and, uh, thought I wanted to be a DJ the rest of my life. And so music has always had a profound effect on me. And I remember specifically, there was a song that came on back in 1994. I believe the song is actually from 93. Um, and it was by a artist named Scarface and it was, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the song. It was like, I never seen a man cry till I seen that man die. And, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was probably something along that. And I remember listening to that song when my dad was dying and it was because the music video on MTV showed this guy in his deathbed and he's like singing this song and it like, it like had to do with death. And, and as I listened to that song, it helped me kind of like start to process death. And I even said to one of my friends, like, dude, I think music kind of helped me sort of save my life in a sense, because it like helped me make sense of my reality. It helped me make sense of what was happening. Yeah. Seen a man die by Scarface. Exactly. Um, it helped me make sense of my reality 
because I didn't want to live in my present reality. Being 15 years old and watching your dad just die of cancer over a two-year period of, of, of life, so from 13 to 15, he had cancer that absolutely ate him up and, and killed him to the point where he, his lungs were gone. Like, it was just bad. And I watched that, and he died. And being 15 years old and, and, and living with your stepmom who had, like, no ounce of love and nurture inside of her and feeling like an orphan, um, everyone's story, you know, people, some say, oh, my story's worse than that, or my story isn't nearly as bad as yours. Like, this isn't about comparison stories. This is about looking at your own self and going, what is the shit I experienced and being honest about that stuff. And so I listened to music to help me process during that time so that when, when my wife and I were divorcing, music again became an inspiration. So there's listening to music, there's dancing to music, there's praying to music. If you're spiritual, um, you know, you can listen to what we call in, the, in like the Christian world, the praise and worship type music and, and, and pray with that type of music. Joey's going to get into like meditation and prayer and, and journaling and things like that. But those are some of the things I did. I even, because I was like into hip hop and stuff like that, I used to like freestyle rap. I remember one night just being in my, in my space, because here's the thing is that you have to give your heart space to breathe. You have to 100% give your heart the space it needs to breathe. And that means alone time. That means time without your kids. That means time without anybody else. And dude, those were some of the most impactful times for me in my healing journey. And I remember one night specifically, I had my phone recorder and I had, I think my iPad or something. And I brought up a beat on something and I, and I just brought up this beat and it just started playing. I'm just listening to it. I'm just fucking angry. I'm fucking angry at my ex-wife. I'm angry that shit went the way it went. I'm fucking pissed that this thing happened. And so I start to like communicate out loud. And so I took my phone recorder and I turned it on and I began to freestyle rap what I was feeling about her. And it was like anger. It was anger to the max because I was okay with myself being angry and putting myself in that place. And the music helped bring out that, what we call dark energy. Um, there's two different types of energies that we'll talk about here. Light energy, dark energy. Dude, you remember Rich Hill getting into dark energy for the first time? Yeah. On Voxer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I'm taking a walk, gentlemen, and I'm tapping into my to my dark energy. It's like, bro, you're yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's a part so of it. light energy is is more the energy that is of positive nature of like feeling very light and positive and airy. And the darker energy kind of has this more like almost like an anger undertone to it. Has this like, man, I'm a badass. I'm a fucking badass. And, and so I'll, I'll leverage different music depending upon where I'm at. I even use, um, so like for me, light energy music might be actually lo-fi hip hop. And I actually use that when I'm in production mode now. So if I know I have to like write a bunch of content or do a bunch of stuff, I'll put on lo-fi hip hop and listen to that because it like brings me to like a lower wave mm -hmm. and I'm able to just like focus. The beats are like lower. There's not a bunch of lyrics on it. So I'm not like, my brain isn't like getting, you know, and you probably could talk more about yeah. that than I can. Do you yeah. 
you want to yeah, share on absolutely. that? Absolutely. Um, I think it's it's great that you share that because you know I'm I'm really into all of the uh, biohacking and things like that, and just things that have to do with the brain. Um, and lo-fi specifically has a frequency of beat that actually causes your brain to focus. It's because of the hertz that the frequency is at. And so I'm a big proponent of that using lo-fi. Another word for it is binaural beats, um, which we'll get into later on. But I mean, different strokes for different folks, obviously it's more difficult if we're listening to some type of Tupac or something like that to focus because it, it, you tap into a certain version of yourself, but physiologically, when it comes to lo-fi things that are theta waves, binaural beats, things like that, there's a frequency and a hertz that that music is at that actually enables you to focus in a certain way and actually lowers your HRV as well. Um, Yeah. Just to kind of give like the full side of that. HRV heart rate variability. Yeah. Which we track every night. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, like, so with the music types, like, if you want to tap into, like, more of the anger stuff, that's where you would go more darker energy. And if you're wanting to tap into more, like, just being more peaceful, um, coming to a place of maybe joy, coming to a place of acceptance is more the lighter energy type type work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, practically speaking, what I would say is, from a practical standpoint, is find music that's going to encourage you or uplift you, but also at the same time, be open to music that takes you into a place that can take you to a place that helps you access emotions you haven't allowed yourself to access. Uh, For example, if I'm listening to Eminem, I'm probably going to get pissed off. I'm I'm probably going to be pissed because of the shit he says on there. Not, not like I'm mad at what he's saying. I'm like resonating like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. And it's, and it's more from a place of like, that's the kind of energy I need to tap into for that moment. And it usually has to do with me raising my necessity. Like if I'm going from one place to the next, I've got to get mad enough to be like, it's not okay that I'm down here. If some of you need this right now to tap into a higher necessity. And this is why you haven't jumped into our Thrive program because you've been just accepting your reality for what it is and you haven't jumped to the next level to where you're able to play with the guys that are in our program right now who are living life at a fucking higher level, despite what's happening at home, Mm -hmm. who, who some guys we've had that are like two years into this shit and they still, there's no settle, there's no divorce, there's no whatever. They're just like kind of separated, kind of like in the mud, but yet they've learned to enjoy life through Mm -hmm. this process. Yeah. So practically speaking, I would encourage you guys to find music that a either encourages you that makes you feel lighter when you need to other music that allows you to feel darker when you need to, when you need to go to places emotionally to do the things that Joey's about to talk about from a meditation standpoint. So Joey, let's hear about some meditation stuff. Yeah, man, I appreciate that segue. And, you know, I think uh, music is the perfect starting point to this because when it comes to, journaling, meditation, and prayer, they kind of all fall over the same theme, which is allowing you to emotionally process. A lot of us will run away, will numb, will overwork. That's one of them. Will overstimulate is another. And this can mean 
going to the gym multiple times a day. That is also a form of emotional dismissiveness. Like we're dismissing those emotions because if we're so hopped up on pre-workout and at the gym focusing on something that is putting our mind somewhere else. So the goal today is to just to share these three tools that are very simple to start. And the number one question that I seem to get when it comes to journaling, how do I journal? It, and it's, it's as simple as whether you want to do it in a physical journal, whether you want to put it in your phone. Some people, if you use an Apple watch, turn on the voice note. Some days I'll do this when I just go for a walk and I'm just like, man, right now I am feeling kind of overwhelmed. And I'm just like saying like what I'm thinking up here, this is so powerful like simply just start sharing what's on your mind. I know it sounds crazy to some of you to just be talking to yourself, but believe it or not, you're having a team meeting with me, myself and I, and you were your greatest asset. So you need to get those things out because realistically, when we keep something up here, it's not as real. Yeah. When you say it and you listen to that recording and when you write it, it's real, it's tangible. It's a physical thing you feel it. And when you feel it, you can start to process it. And this is a part of the healing journey. So when it comes to journaling, write what's on your mind, say what's on your mind, make it as appealing as possible, which means don't just say, oh, I'm going to give it my final five minutes of the hour, like be intentional with it, make it appealing. If you're a fan of tea or something like that, or having a drink, make it appealing as possible. Like make it so simple that it's almost harder to fuck up than it is to actually do it. Like literally make it that simple. If you need a prompt to start with, write three things you're grateful for, three things you love about yourself, three things that were highlights of your day. Like start simple. I, uh, the first journal I ever had, it was literally a year of today I am grateful for dot, 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 And I would write three things each day. And some days it was simple. It was today I'm grateful for waking up in a bed. Because man, there was a time in my life when I didn't. Today I'm grateful for being able to go to the gym. Like simple things like that. And other days it's today I'm grateful to be doing the work that I'm doing because I am making an impact that is affecting and enabling families. It can be as small or as large as you want it to be. When it comes to journaling, it's about taking what you're feeling here and what you're overanalyzing here and making it real, making it something that is tangible. Because if you say it, you feel it through your vocal tonality and through your cadence. When you write it, it's real. So that's my take on journaling. I was going to say, for me and how I approach journaling, it's probably unique. I used to be very much this guy mm-hmm. and I would go and I would write and write and write and write. Um, but I've, I've, where I'm at now, I process emotions so much quicker. Mm-hmm. And instead of just like, it's easy to just like write pages and pages and pages, feeling, 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 feeling. But I've gotten to this place and this is something we teach and thrive where you become really adept at understanding exactly what you're feeling, articulating it and dropping a power triangle for yourself, dropping a boundary for myself or whatever it is. Um, We've also been working on this five dimensional man concept and 
writing a book on it, hopefully to be able to release this type of thing. I got, we haven't even talked about it this morning. I had some really cool stuff that I developed out that I think will be good for, for our Thrive guys um, to start actually utilizing on a daily basis. But really that the journaling component to that comes back to being present with yourself, being mindful of what's happening here and quickly documenting what it is. Mm -hmm. So for me, I actually do most of my journaling on here now so that I can capture in the moment the thoughts I'm having and that I can then go back and process at a later date. And sometimes that process is writing it out. But I found, dude, I've got like 10 journals in, over here in my office mm -hmm. of just stuff that I would just like write and write and write and write. And in fact, what it ended up doing for me was it would put me in confusing loops. So I would find myself in these, in these feeling loops. And some of you might have this, especially if you're the feeler types like Joey and I are. The feeler types, we can have all kinds of feelings, but those feelings may not actually be real. You know, it's valid what you feel, but it may not actually be a real thing. You know, it's the, the emotion and the feeling there. And so I would just like make up shit basically and, and found myself in that, in that pattern. Have, has that ever happened to you where you're like journaling stuff and feeling stuff, but then it's like, you're almost like perpetuating the bullshit versus actually getting to the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely been there before where, uh, I mean, it's, it really depends on how I'm journaling yeah. that day over the years I've changed the way I approach it. But in the beginning, man, there's pages of me just pretty much being in the same feedback loop for myself because, I mean, we're our biggest critic and our biggest fan sometimes. And when you're feeling it and when you're in the shit and you're using that to process, obviously have an intention behind what you're writing, I yeah. think is the overarching theme here. Like be intentional with it. Um, yeah. And I, another thing I would say is that I think asking the right questions mm -hmm. will give you better answers. Yeah. And so absolutely. in your journaling, if you're asking yourself the wrong question, you will end up in some like crazy shit mm -hmm. <laughs> and you will find yourself believing things or telling yourself things. So one question, uh, I'll just give it to you for those of you who are like wanting to journal, ask yourself, what is the story I'm telling myself? Mm-hmm about this situation. Like if you feel something, I feel angry, I feel upset, whatever about your wife, like just start there. What is the story I'm telling myself? Because the greater you can articulate that, the easier it is for you to set boundaries, the easier it is for you to communicate to her what you feel, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, pull up our communication masterclass. If you haven't gotten that, um, we can drop a link for it. But in there, we talk specifically about how to set boundaries and how to communicate these things. But that comes from doing this work. Mm -hmm. spending this time, like understanding what's going on. I mean, like, dude, I think you and I are in like, our, our generations are on the cusp of, I said generations, cause you and I are separated by quite a few years are on the cusp of, even though we don't look it, um, <laughs> are on the cusp of, or being on the cutting edge of male masculinity being okay with emotions mm -hmm. in that, in that it's okay that you have it. Like you were made, you were born with emotions it's just that hundreds of years ago, we took those emotions out to the battlefield or we took those emotions out to, to hunt and kill, right? And now we just like live in our little cubicle bubbles and, and men don't know what to do with that shit. Mm -hmm. So they find themselves, you know, in, in strip clubs or they find themselves, you know, you know, like drinking or whatever drugs or whatever thing they do, mind numbing, you know, video games, whatever, because they're not fucking living. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so therefore they have, they have no idea how to access emotion. So journaling then feels counterintuitive because it's like, well, that means I have to actually engage emotion, mm-hmm. which is strange. And especially for the, the thinker types, they really don't know what the fuck to do with that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you and I are more feeler types. So it's like, comes more natural, but we can be explosive in the things that we feel where thinker mm-hmm. types are usually like this and they kind of keep it buried underneath. But mm-hmm. both of your types, thinker types, feeler types, you can utilize this um, for the things we're talking about. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about meditation and prayer. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So these are two big ones because I, whether you choose meditation or prayer, regardless, I just want you to choose a thing. Like whether you want to call it prayer or meditation, if you want to call it something else, a moment of stillness, being present, like any jargon you want to use for it, that is up to you. The goal of this is to give you a moment of being completely present. And some of you are hearing that, like, what does that mean? I'm here right now. I'm listening. You're here right now, but how many other things are on your mind right now? How many other things are you thinking that you have to do or that you get to do? Or how many of you are overthinking the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different outcome? Einstein said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different outcome. So when it comes to meditation and prayer, it's a moment of you being completely with yourself, with your thoughts, eyes closed. There are forms of walking meditation as well. But today we're going to talk about just regular sitting and praying and sitting and meditating. You don't have to do the whole hands thing. You can just sit there with your eyes closed. Um, When it comes to meditating, this also compounds with having some type of music or some type of guided app that you use. If you're brand new to meditating, I recommend using a guided meditation or some type of app. You can find them on YouTube. We have a link that I will actually post in the comments here of a meditation worksheet from 25 meditations that I've actually done and that were helpful for me. Um, When it comes to it, I like to focus on my breath, whether I'm praying or whether I'm meditating itself. I focus on breathing in through my nose, out through my mouth. Sometimes I will do just nasal breathing because it stimulates your vagus nerve. Your vagus nerve is something that is in your ear and it actually controls your stress levels. When our stress levels are high, our cortisol rises, it causes more anxiety, testosterone lower, testosterone lowers, estrogen rises, and it's a recipe for disaster inside of us. Some of you are probably wondering, why am I losing weight when I'm so stressed? Well, all of these things are happening inside of you. Meditation is something and prayer that has been linked to lowering these things. When we lower our stress levels, we can actually show up as ourselves. Some of you are a shell of the man that you used to be. So with meditating, I recommend starting with two minutes, something simple. One of the guys in our program the other day was like, man, every time I try to sit down for 10 minutes and meditate, I can't do it. I was like, try two minutes. He was like, start small. And it's the same thing with like, let's say we're going to the gym. You didn't start out going three hours a day, six days a week. If you did, you probably had a couple times that you stopped and then started again. Small incremental changes over time is what equals a quantum leap. So maybe it's two minutes today. 
for a week. And then next week, it's three minutes, maybe it's four minutes, maybe it's five minutes. And then you start to check in with you, like, what am I feeling today? Do I need 10 minutes of meditating? Do I need to meditate today? Maybe I'm feeling good emotionally because I've done that deep work. Just really focusing on being intentional with that time. When it comes to prayer, to segue into that portion, I like to choose something that I'm praying on whether it's something I'm grateful for, something I'm currently feeling and processing, because it is allowing me to be intentional with that thought. Um, And that's usually what helps with me. Just to give you guys a simple starting point, I don't want to get too esoteric or too high level with some of this, but when it comes to meditation and prayer, it's time that you get to be with yourself by yourself And we actually do meditations at the end of some of my Thrive calls. Guys break down in tears. And then they message me and say, I don't know why. I said, well, it was a moment that you were actually with yourself and you let yourself be. Guys, we're human beings at the end of the day, not human doings. But we're so commonly trying to do, 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 do instead of just be. Even if it's for five minutes I can almost guarantee that that'll be a profound five minutes if you let it. And, and for those of you who are coming at it from more of a faith background, personally, um, what I did was I found a couple of like worship songs that really resonated with me. And one in particular was um, from a church called Bethel Music. And it was this song called You Are Good. And the words, you are good, you are good, you are good, just resonated over and over And I would play it on YouTube over and over and over again. And I would say it, I would pray it uh, out loud over and over and over again. And what that did was it really lifted my spirit. It really lifted hope inside of me. And that's that light energy we were just talking about. So as you can see where it's like the music and then the meditation comes together and, and sort of saying that out loud, it becomes active. Right? And I think that's the thing here is that a lot of you are, are reactive instead of proactive. And what we're trying to show you is how to be more proactive. And so that song in particular had such a profound effect. Every time it came on, I just wept and I just cried. And I was just like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I believe God is good. And, and I'm going to say that out loud. I'm going to keep, and that focus, here's the thing is it takes it off of she and puts it on me. And, it, and, and in this case, it also put it on God, you know, in the way I viewed God. And so instead of me being angry with God, I decided to not be angry with God and proclaim what I think is true, which is that he's good no matter what. And that for me and my own, you know, my own personal faith journey was the thing I needed uh, to, to progress forward. And I know not everyone's of that same, you know, faith or background and that's okay. And that's why we're talking about different ways or different ways to do it. So like Joey's talking about with meditation, maybe you don't believe in God, or maybe you don't have that, but we all have some sort of spirit inside of us. And that's really what we're talking about. It's like, it's like feeding that spirit man with good things and the meditation stuff. Um, for those of you that are faith or whatever, like it's not as weird as you think it is. Um, you know, it's not all, you know, you're not having to be a religious or like a Buddhist monk or, or a Hindu or something to, to actually do this, to meditate. Um, meditation is something that's very scriptural. It just happens to be used in different uh, contexts with different religions and different whatever. So you do you and how you want to do it. Um, but those of you that aren't a faith background, use the meditation stuff, use the positive affirmations that we're talking about, um, you know, in, in the different 
things there. Anything else you want to say on that before we got to go into movement? Because I know we're, we're running out of time. No, I'm complete there. Awesome. And so to capitalize or the, to cap this off, the, the final piece is movement. And Joey talked about breathing. And I think breath work is phenomenal. Um, anytime you can sit and breathe and just do those focused intentional breaths. It's super important. So if you combine music and meditation with breath work, that's huge, but also combining it with movement where you're actually going out and walking and you're doing exercise, but focused. Like Joey was talking about this idea that you can go to the gym and not be focused. In this case, what we can do is actually be focused. So that's why I like to do low impact exercise for these types of things. If you're like sprinting or if you're like lifting heavy weights, it's going to be harder for you to be in the moment and focused. I don't know about you, but when I'm squatting 400 pounds, it's not really easy to actually like focus on myself and think about how wonderful life is and all that. I'm just trying to get this freaking bar back up um, to where it needs to be. So using walking as an example, I would walk miles, like literally just miles and reflect and and really be focusedly intention uh focus the intention on what is it i was feeling what is it i was doing i use some of that time to actually pray for my ex-wife um i would use it to process uh out loud even sometimes those of you who are extroverts you know talking out loud while you're walking can actually be really really healthy um you can process with yourself you don't have to have another human being uh to do that um my, I would say some of my biggest breakthroughs in life come from me just being on a very focused, medium paced walk where I'm just walking my neighborhood. I usually have some sort of music playing, depends on the energy I'm looking for, light energy, dark energy. I might be in some, some Wu-Tang Clan, some dark energy and thinking about some of our business issues and thinking through some things that I've got to fix or change or whatever on the team. And it's like, revelations, epiphanies will come to me because I'm processing through that stuff. So walking will do that. And walking itself, you can actually um, involve forms of tapping where, where you're doing different things like this while you're actually walking. And that has a rhythmic effect um, to your brain. Again, that might be something you could talk about, but essentially where you're able to then like be a little bit more in the moment. Um, you can actually hypnotize yourself that way um, through basic self-hypnosis with tapping. Um, and, and it can be very um, soothing as well as impactful just in a lot of ways. The, the other thing is, is gratitude, um, using gratitude while you're walking. Like, so, so it's like, if I'm listening to music, I'm getting in a state, I'm focused on what I'm saying. And that is that I'm, I'm using gratitude while I'm in movement and I might be saying things like, I'm so thankful for my life. I'm so thankful for my life. I'm so thankful for all the, the blessings I have. I'm so thankful that I have a, a car. I'm so thankful that I have a body. I'm so thankful that I have my health. I'm so thankful that I have my kids. I'm so thankful that I'm nowhere where I was. I'm not, I'm not where I was. I'm not where I wanted to be, but I'm on my way and I'm okay. I'm so thankful for those things. And you just be thankful and that gratitude will literally change the neurons in your brain because gratitude is super powerful. There is a 
there is a power in joy and that joy comes from gratitude. Joy can actually be strength, but that joy doesn't come from you complaining and bitching about she. It comes from you hitting the me button and going, man, I'm so thankful that I'm making healthy decisions. I'm so thankful that I'm moving forward in my life, that I'm not staying stuck. I'm so thankful I'm not a victim, but I'm a victor. I'm so thankful I'm more than a conqueror and overcomer. I can do all things, all the things that you're feeling inside of you. And you can even feel it and hear it as I'm saying it. It becomes this like power, power. You know, that's why when you come in our, on our Monday calls that we call them Momentum Monday in, in our Thrive program, it's like you can feel the power that comes because I'm bringing that kind of energy. Joey's bringing that kind of energy where we're there to lift those guys up and go, hey, let's go. It's Monday. It's time to kick ass. This isn't time to like fall back and go, oh, am I a shitty weekend, blah, blah, blah. Hey, I'm sorry shit happened on the weekend, but let's move forward. So walking is huge. Working out is another thing. Um, I uh, Three to four times a week minimum. Uh, I think every man should be working out. Even if you are injured or disabled or whatever, you should be doing something for your physical body, your physical body, being present in the movement. So strength training, yoga, you can do light strength training for this. You can't do powerlifting for this. Um, so that's, that puts manager out, but you know, for those of you who do strength training, like I do, um, you can be present in those movements. So for example, when I, the days I work out without my trainer, um, I'm very present in my movements. I have my music on, I have my focused energy things that I'm focusing on that, that I need to deal with, but you apply the same concept to pain where you, you can literally apply the same concept to the pain that you're dealing with, where you're actually working out in the moment and focusing deeply on the movement. So like yoga, Tai Chi, Qigong, all of those are good movement type things that can help release pain. What are your thoughts on that? Oh man, when it comes to movement, uh, I, I get it. I, I get how difficult it may be for some guys to even think of the idea of movement when they're feeling so much pain. I mean, I, man, I was involved in the fitness industry for a majority of my life. And when I was going through my pain, dude, I stopped working out for like nine months, but I didn't lose weight. I gained weight because I ate my feelings. Hmm. And with that, the neurological benefit of working out is it allows dopamine to be produced. It allows serotonin to be produced. Those are the same things that are released when you do opiates or when you are feeling good. These are our happiness things that naturally our body creates. So working out, obviously, if you're doing movement that you hate, that's counterproductive. So above all, do a movement that you enjoy. Like I, all the gyms were closed during uh, the whole COVID thing. So I ended up buying a bike and I like, I literally walked in to buy a skateboard because I was like, I need something to do. And I bought a bicycle and it was about when you and I met that I was riding each day and I was like, bro, I've never done it before, but I cycled 40 miles today. I'm like, I've never done that before, but it was a mental thing. Yeah, It was literally me climbing the literal mountain as I'm climbing the metaphorical mountain of me working through my pain. So good. And when that started to transition into me liking what I saw with, from the reflection in the mirror, I started to feel more like me. And it all started from me choosing to pick an activity, to get out there, to do something. So whether it's being outside and grounding and just going for a walk, 
the benefits of the sun and vitamin D don't even get me started. Like I'll start talking about the red light and all that, but our body needs to have movement. We physically are meant to move. There's a reason we're able to do this and what happens inside of you and what happens to your brain are just one of the caveats of working out. Um, so when it comes to movement, pick something you enjoy. I don't care if it's Zumba, working out, like Taekwondo, Tai Chi. I don't care what it is. All I care is that you do it. Um, I mean, my mom's a big fan of Zumba and it got her off the couch and into the gym. So was my dad. Yeah. And with that being said, like choose the thing that works best for you and do it. Yeah. I, I think five it's minimum five days a week you should be doing movement, seven days a week even better. Um, I'm guilty of some days not doing the movements, um, mm-hmm. but I aim for at least five days a week uh, to move. And when I mean move, like either walking or uh, some sort of exercise, 30 minutes or so. Um, one of the things Joey and I do is we have these uh, aura ring trackers that helps me keep track of my sleep, keeps track of my heart rate variability, all those types of things. It also includes steps and calorie counting. And then obviously Apple Watch will do a lot of other stuff too um, that I'm tracking. And it, all part of that is like sort of biohacking my life because I want to add 20 or 30 years to my life. I've been an unhealthy individual. I'm in my 40s. And I, I was unhealthy for many, many, many years. I ate my pain and my shame. Um, I, you know, you know, I get trolled all the time for uh, my Facebook ads because guys will be like, oh, man, this guy's fat. What does he got to say? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. I know who the fuck I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if, <laughs> if you're watching that right now, fuck you. But well, the- I think it's also a reflection of their own internal pain. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you can lose weight. You can't change that tarnished ego, oh, yeah. untamed ego. And it, it's telling when we see things like that, it'd be really easy to show up as a keyboard warrior and oh, say yeah. something. Cause I mean, I know that I could say something that'll hurt you three years from now when you wake up in the middle of the night, <laughs> but I don't need to do that because yeah. it's a reflection of someone else's internal pain. Like you can lose weight, but it's harder to change being a shitty person. Yep. And that's the point is, is that, the reason I say that is really because coming from this place of I'm not where I want to be and I'm not where I need to be, but I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying is like, whether you're built like Joe, or you're built like me or you're built like Mandrew, or you're built like some of the other guys on our team who were like really buff and things like that, dude, it doesn't matter where you're at in your journey. The fact of the matter is, is fucking take action, take action, release the pain, get over the shit that you're in, get unstuck from all the stuff. And look, guys, we have a program for that called Thrive. We want to invite you into that. If you are in a place where you're done, where you you are so sick of the pain and you're so sick of being in the shit, there is a community of men, 50 plus of them right now in that group that are ready to receive you and help you get to a new place in your identity, in your walk. It will change your fucking life if you engage it and embrace it. If you lean into the pain as we talk about and, and not, I mean, this is just the basics. This is just some of the fundamentals. The exercises we do in there will break you open for a good thing. And so many men are afraid of dealing with the pain because they're so afraid that they can't handle dealing with the pain. I'm here to tell you, any man can handle dealing with the pain, Mm -hmm. especially if you have a community of men around you. If you were that guy, you're listening to this, you're in that place and you're watching this live, you can type thrive below. One of our guys will reach out to you. 
or you can go to empoweredman.co slash book and you can fill out an application to potentially join our Thrive uh, community. So guys, that's all we have for today. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next live. Hey, this is Mark Santiago, CEO and founder of Empowered Man. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. However, before you go, I want to give you a special invitation. Now, listen, we've got a program that is designed specifically for men who are hurting right now, who are on the verge potentially of divorce, who are facing potential separation or already separated, and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with cheating. They're dealing with all kinds of shit. If that's you, I want to challenge you to take the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. That's right, the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. You can go to emchallenge.com right now and sign up for the 30-Day Challenge. Here's why I think you should do that. If you're hurting, you need to understand why you're hurting. You need to understand what is actually going on. In week one of the challenge, we are gonna actually rip off that Band-Aid a little bit and coach you through that process. And then we continue to do that process all the way to the point where you start to make decisions that are empowered instead of disempowered. I don't know about you, but I would much, much, much rather make decisions from a place of strength than a place of weakness. So if you're facing decisions, if you're facing this anxiety, what do I do? How do I respond when my wife is being toxic? I don't know what to do. My wife is cheating on me. I don't know what to do. My wife doesn't love me. I don't know what to do. We are going to help you find those answers within. Now look, this 30 day challenge is probably unlike any other you've been a part of. Why? Because not only do we have daily assignments happening in the program every single day, but you also get live group coaching calls. I said live group coaching calls with myself and my lead coach. That's right, I am a part of this. It's not just some other people doing it. I am there live with you every single week call that we are on. Third part of that is you're gonna have a community of other guys that are going through exactly what you are going through. And the best part of this, this isn't even a fraction of the price we could charge for it. In fact, at some point we may raise the price, but right now it is at a bargain. So go to emchallenge.com, emchallenge.com to take the Empowered Man 30 Day Challenge and I will see you on the inside.